0: Greetings, dear viewers, and welcome to Alata TV India. And today we would be happy to find out how the sphere of business will function in the creative society, where human is in the center. And how do we envision the society of a new creative form where human is a fundamental unit of society and where every person would feel comfortable? And we'll discuss these topics today with our special guest, Yukti Kapoor Mehandirata who is uh, the founder and CEO of S SBY, affiliated by Yukti Academy, a certified leadership and educate coach, a mentor, an advisor, and an acknowledged keynote speaker. Our warmest greetings
1: to you, Yukti. Thank you, Ulan, thank you for inviting me onto this prestigious platform. I'm honored.
2: Welcome to our program, and welcome to our live conversation today. We are really glad that um, the Ferry of six handshakes worked very well, and we have this opportunity to speak to you today and speak about creative society. So, but firstly, could you please uh, tell us and share with our viewers what would inspire you in your life? And since we know that you previously uh, you have uh, worked as a banker, but became a successful entrepreneur. Could you please tell
1: us what is your motto in life? Uh, I think uh, my life's journey can be summed up in just one word with a hyphen in between and that's uh, self-acceptance and uh, self-acceptance is a function of your willingness to explore your own self in the same lifetime and I think uh, a lot of credit for that goes to my parents for allowing me the space to be who I could be and uh, you know, ask questions out of turn, uh, do certain things that felt right, even though they turn out to be not so good eventually, but just allowing myself to be and trying out different things in life to see uh, what is my right and my wrong. And I think a lot of us in our life are not able to explore something as simple as that. Like, what is the right for me and what is my wrong? And I think until we give ourselves a chance and until we allow ourselves to listen to our own heart, Uh, to what we really feel and what we want to do, it's just impossible for us to understand anyone else. So self-acceptance has really helped me to take this plunge uh, from uh, being uh, fairly successful banker to now being uh, an entrepreneur and i think it's within this entrepreneurship space that, that i find my colleague and we all keep talking about passion uh, all the time and i think one of the endeavors that we all share in common is to understand what our passion is then have the courage to follow it and in some way also see if we can bring food to the table while following our passion because that doesn't always happen it's not a combination that you can take for granted but i just feel truly blessed that i could strike that combination but it wasn't such a straightforward story uh, so i think as we progress in this conversation i probably will be able to share a few more dots which looked so scattered allah like you know sometime back if i were to look at my life it would just look like some scattered dots here and there, like winning a prestigious flat, uh, a crown of Gladrax Mrs. India, and then doing maths in my graduation before that, and then MBA in marketing, and then being a banker and now an entrepreneur in leadership just don't talk to each other. Uh, but eventually it all connects. All the dots that are in our life, all the places we've been to, all that we've realized ourselves to be, and we've learned who we are, all of that starts making sense. Uh, for as long as you stay on that path and you show the courage to show up to your life every single time. So you get up when things don't work, dust off, and move on. So that's uh, you know been my journey thus far, and I just continue uh, to take this forward with the attitude without knowing what's in store next.
2: Oh, yeah, thank great. you so much. It's beautiful because motivation is just uh, really inspiring, and I hope lots of our viewers today also will be inspired with the same. This live from you. Thank you. Yes,
0: self-acceptance is like such an important point because how can you accept other people if you haven't accepted uh, you personally and how you haven't understood what is uh, your drive and what is your motivation and such a great point point. and um, like today uh, people around the world are conducting, have conducted and will continue to do social surveys and interviews uh, to know how every person can answer the question How do you see the society where you, your family and friends and like every person can feel comfortable and live happily? How can we all connect our dots without the harm to others and to the comfort comfort to all of us? And how do you envision such a society? We call it the creative society.
1: So uh, I love both the words that you use on your platform, creative and society. Uh, you know, if you were to pick up uh, any piece of work that Yuval Harari has done, he's uh, one of the best authors for me, and I love the work that he's done and the the extent to which he's uh, you know done the research to understand where did the society even come from and why as humans did we feel the need to have a society? Because I think once we understand where we come from, it makes it easier for us to understand where we want to go, and where we want to go is a place where. We add more meaning to this connection that we have together, that connects us all. Like you, we're all—all all three of us—are in different parts of the world, and uh, we still resonate with one common message on humanity, which brings us together here right now for this conversation. And that, in itself, is the power of society, right, which enables us to connect with people heart to heart, which creates this foundation of unsaid trust and respect. Where I don't need to know enough about Ola and Ala to for them to earn my respect, but the fact that they have a heart that beats and uh, they follow what their heart says and they're connected to a platform such as this makes me respect them already. So I think society has uh, already been created with a very strong foundation of trust and respect. And if we don't disturb that, then there isn't much to worry about because everything is pretty much uh, a natural roller coaster. just as how nature has its own highs and lows. uh, So do we as just another element of uh, nature but it's when we start creating turbulence, when we start disturbing the equation is when we have to bear the consequences. So uh, for me, even if you talk about balance, it's not about understanding how to strike the balance. Uh, More importantly, we need to see how to not disturb the balance that already exists. There is balance in our life already, but we first disturb that. And then we look out for some hacks to get that right again, right? What is the way for me to get work-life balance? You know, What is the way for me to get a balance between my mother and my wife? And uh, how do I find balance here? And how do I find balance there? But we don't need to find it because it's there. Uh, all we need to do is to surrender. And surrendering happens when there is trust, when there is faith, uh, when you can just put your head down and not worry about it getting chopped by someone because there isn't anyone there to hurt you. It's, most of the things that we feel scared about or worried about, I believe is a figment of our own imagination, right? We just expect the worst to happen. And before that happens, we've already experienced it. And the experience is so real that we start taking actions in that direction. Think about it. Think about most of the times when you thought, oh my God, this is about to happen. And that is about to happen. And if this happens, then what will I do? And if that happens, then what will I do? And for all you know, nothing of that really happened. But in this entire process in your mind, you lived through those experiences as if it did. And there comes in you know, these limiting beliefs. It's just so amazing how we create complexities in a rather simple life. And I think that's where human intelligence goes south. You know, <laughs> While we have the ability to use this imagination to create magic, we also use this you know, in ways that don't serve us too well. And that happens when we allow it to uh, you know take us away from the plot and in, into, Uh, the worst that can happen. And that's how we prepare ourselves for our own life, isn't it? I mean, Most of the times when you're building scenarios in our mind, we are compelled to build the worst case scenario. What if everything ends and it all comes to a standstill, then what? I don't know, I don't want to know because I don't think that's happening in front of my eyes right now. And until I'm able to see it, I don't want to live it. Why should I? Why should I live the end of the world when it hasn't ended yet? And that it. compulsive positive thinking. In fact, if you allow me, I can go much deeper into just the space of positive thinking because I consciously use the word compulsive there. Because compulsive positive thinking is when you're not even allowing yourself to believe that you could experience negativity sometimes. You will feel bad, you will feel hurt. You might feel cheated and that's all right, just as, as normal it is for us to laugh and, you know, crack up and roll on the floor and experience real joy. uh, That's another emotion. So I think, I mean, I don't know where this started from, but I feel that society as uh, the way it is designed by us and from where we come in itself has its own innate beauty. And we are weaved into it so amazingly and effortlessly that all we need to do is ensure that we don't disturb the equation and the creativity aspect of this platform adds more uh, more element uh, to the discussion and what connects us all because i think creativity is as much about staying in the box than it is about being out of the box so whenever we talk about creativity again we feel compelled to do something different you know like out of the blue, like something that no one's ever done. And that will be a creative way to design a government policy. That will be a creative way to run a country like no one has ever done. But I, I feel that creativity is first about living within the box and accepting the limitations that exist. And there are limitations in irrespective of how much you love colors and what combinations you can create. There will always be a certain fixed dimension to the canvas you have, isn't it? And that canvas is your within the box. It's within that space that you show your magic. So if you're a real painter and, and you're passionate about it, you don't complain about the dimensions, right? You don't say, ah, oh, this, this is too small. I can't really show what I'm all about in you know on this canvas. I need a bigger one. I need a different material. You don't go with that list, you just show the magic if you have one. And that's how creativity is for me. I think it's about first seeing what you have and then bringing out magic in that.
2: Thank you so much. Because right now you describe the creative society and many things you have shared with us, with the stuff that creative society is all about. Because in creative society, the uh, human is the center. The human is the fundamental unit of society. And everything goes around his needs and uh, his values and his protection as well. And I would like to tell a little bit more to our viewers about creative society project. The participants of a large international public movement uh, have um, have been conducted social surveys and research with people from all over the world and the result of this polls, we formed the foundation of great society and uh, we know that the, you, you you are familiar with those foundations and our viewers can go to our official website alachereunite.com and read this full article about eight foundations and three stages for building the great society and right now we would like to remind our viewers how they actually look. Eight foundations, and uh, we would like to watch some short music video of well, Eight Foundations now. Are- Thank you. So, dear Yukti, we would like to hear your comments on this video, on these eight foundations, and in your opinion, how the implementation of this foundation can change the life of every person?
1: So, to start with, I think they are so carefully chosen. Each one is handpicked with a lot of thought behind it, I can. I can feel that, uh, also the way you've explained it and how you've connected that with humanity. And you know, in, in a way, it also kind of makes me feel sad that for things such as safety, freedom, we, we're yet having conversations. We're yet trying to crack uh, this challenge that we have. While you and I are blessed to come from a space where this couldn't be, uh, you know, this probably wasn't our uh, firsthand challenge. But we are all aware of so many humans who are going through certain basic asks, such as human safety, freedom. And I think it is not just about having conversations that can uh, bring a change. So when we talk about changing anything at a society level, or even our desire to add value to people at large, I think it really has to start with something really simple and small as first bringing reasonable, meaningful changes to your own self. Uh, So a simple thing such as wanting to do something for people, right? Uh, Contributing to an NGO or a certain cause that's close to your heart. I would encourage and invite people listening to our talk to, you know, go deeper within themselves and see how do they really do that? Do you just allot some money every year and create a feel good saying that I've donated 10% of what I earn and I mean, that's just so amazing and I'm doing a great job and I'm contributing to the society. Sure you are. But are there more active ways in which you can put yourself out there? Uh, can you extend your hand, which means your time, which I feel is more precious than the money that we can contribute towards the cause as much as we need money as a resource as well to address a lot of issues. But if you were to go through each one of these eight foundations that you just you know, shared with us on the screen, I think it's uh, worth our while to go through all of them and see how well are we living uh, through those foundations as values. How self-governed am I? What is the level of justice and equality I am extending and creating in my own space, whether it's about people I lead or people I live with, right? Or, or developing a personality. Am I consciously paving a path to develop my own personality? How am I unlearning and relearning? How am I abreast with what's happening in the pace at which the world is growing and going so that I can continue to add value? And it's not about the the insecurity to go obsolete. It's about the inability to add value. And why should I bring in any space for that inability when I can be proactive and upscale myself to ensure that I am developing my personality more consciously. So in my close proximity with a lot of corporates that I work with uh, uh, through SBEY Academy, the foundation, I mean, the, uh, the, the platform that we have for leadership training and executive training, uh, I think it's been an absolute delight for me to witness corporates coming out so openly and uh, uh, you know, so happily investing their time, effort and money to upgrade their people and upskill them on their ability to lead. So, uh, let you know, just to confess to you guys very openly, when I, uh, as much as I said I found my calling in this direction, I wasn't so sure if I could convert this into business as well. Will it make business sense? Will people be keen to invest in things where there is no return on investment or an immediate return on investment? That here I spend a buck and I need two out of it uh because uh, that's what i thought with my you know um, l- limited mindset and the exposure that i had uh, by, at that time with corporates that i see them investing in product trainings and process trainings because when you train me on your product and process i sell that better and so i give you a return on your investment but will you train me to be a better person will you spend your time to make me a better person and will corporates be able to have that vision and it just, it's amazing for me to see that there are more yes than no's in that direction. There are more uh, people putting their hand up to say, yes, I want to invest in creating better humans because only better humans can be better leaders. And better leaders create better workplaces. So if you look at uh, any uh, you know, corporate or enterprise today, one of their uh, mission or wish list is to be a great place to work. And a great place to work can only happen if you create a great environment for your people. When I want to wake up with a smile on my face and say, hey, wow, I'm going to go and work with SPY Academy. It's going to be just so much fun, and I will definitely learn something new today. And if I come with that level of energy is when I bring my 100% to what I do. And so I think that all these uh, foundations that are laid out by creative society are not just limited to making the society, per se, better and stronger, but first, us as individuals need to pick on each one of these and maybe create like an action plan like how am i going to up my game on each one of these?
2: thank you so much you're so right about this uh, first of all creative society depends on every single of us and how we change our own man- mindset which you just said how i am to have this practice of just quality where i am right now and uh, we also need to take responsibilities for our life for our life the people next to us our neighbors are you know, everywhere basically in every single sphere and field of life you have to do that all together and it all starts with us with every single individual responsibility for everything all our actions and you're absolutely right about this and this organization today we have is more about this uh, human values in society we really need to practice them and uh, basically make them the most prevail in our society and to understand, first of all, we are humans. And after all of that, another other labels on us, it's just labels. And we need to treat every single person with rights and uh, with this respect, and just mutual respect to each other, and help each other, just to make this beautiful world we all deserve to live in. Thank you so much for your amazing answer on Eight Foundations.
0: You so, uh, said so well that like everything should start with every person because like these are so simple things like and if you're as a leader as a ceo if you're creating perfect conditions to your workers so you're benefiting not only these people but their families because when a person goes happy to work and comes happy from work happy to their family so there'll be like a small a small piece of happiness in this family and like these families form the the entire society and it may sound like uh, so simple and maybe even naive but it is it is real truth and um also like we are focusing on the area of business uh, like in our conversation with you and uh, you've said so well about the importance of the foundations in business maybe you have uh, any example because these foundations are not something new they are granted by many constitutions of the world by uh, they are still guarantee, granted, but uh, not practical values, uh, as you said, they should be real values, like practical implemented. Maybe have any examples of um, some of these foundations already implemented in the business sphere?
1: Uh, so, well, in fact, there are quite a few that come to my mind, but I really want to emphasize upon what you said right now on values, I mean, it's such an important to first understand and then bring into your business environment so values are not just nice words to be used for our boardrooms uh, which I see very often in a lot of corporates you know their meeting rooms are called respect and integrity and teamwork and then when you uh, you know go deeper into their system and processes and talk to people in the organizations you don't feel those values being lived by and that's because when we get started with our business, we just get so carried away with the top line and the bottom line, and then the competition, and then the need to be uh, you know, at the top of this list uh, in whichever segment or sector that we represent that uh, some of our values just get restricted to only words that are used and uh, limited to just the website that your organization has. But it doesn't filter down to the way we conduct ourselves and the culture that we're creating in the company. And uh, a very simple way to understand whether this is true for your organization or not is to see how happy people are. How often do you see them smile? How many people in your organization take initiatives? And taking initiatives is not a uh, you know matter of our own ability as individuals. It is It is a question of our willingness. We all have the ability to take initiative, but we might not be willing to do so. So what creates that willingness? Let's think about it. Why will I be willing? to add more to my plate. I will only do that when I'm happy in that environment, when I'm respected, when I'm trusted, when I'm appreciated. And those are some of the values that most of the organizations want to drive uh, their companies with. But is that really happening? Is your attrition number becoming a problem? If yes, then are you really looking at that as a number? And is a quick fix to that uh, is to increase the salaries or maybe come up with a new incentive plan? There are enough and more researches done to, to prove that very small percentage of people really work for money. Most of us work because we want to be appreciated for who we are. We, that's our motivator. Our motivator is appreciation, acknowledgement, and most importantly, respect. So if I'm not respected and you want to give me 10% more salary and ask me to do one extra thing, I might not be so excited as I might be. If you put out a kind word and make me feel respected and honored for the contribution that I'm trying to make every single day with my limited capacity. So I think driving those values in the day-to-day work is the key to success for any business. We have to understand that we are no more in the uh, you know space of competition as much as we're moving now towards collaboration. So if this pandemic has taken away a lot of things, it has also given us a few tough lessons, one of which is that if we need to survive, we need to learn how to collaborate. We need to drop our guards and the insecurities that you will take away everything that I know if I share it with you. And we need to be okay with the fact that if I am okay to do that, I will in all probability learn a lot more from you. And you'll be happy to share a lot more than I can because you clearly know more. But the only way for me to discover that is for me to first come out in the open, right? Transparency that you talk about in your foundation. Creating that transparency is a function of trust. And if we don't have that within the organization, then we're not looking at humans as humans. Then we're really treating them as resources. Mm-hmm. So if you want to practice humanity, we practice with our own people and people who work for us are our extended family, isn't it? So until they feel human with the humane way, manner in which we run our organizations, then talking about world at large is just uh, a, a feel good, look good factor. I, I think it's hollow
2: uh, because there is no point in preaching
1: what you can't practice yourself. It's
2: You know, you said it right because it all starts with us, first of all. And this values is very important. And to think about whole world, just imagine this beautiful unity and diversity of the world, where we can actually learn from each other. You know, from different cultures, traditions, and not just um, basically disrespect each other because somebody's traditions is different from ours. I learn from them. It's going to enrich us massively. And just to, as, as we said today, respect, it's a human in front of you and no matter anything, the gender or any color or any social status or any beliefs or anything. First of all, it's a person and it have all the human rights as we all would like to have. And this human values in us, we should like really raise them in society and speak more about those kind of things. Because sometimes uh, just simple ethics they want to need to learn and practice starting from school and educational system I think as well, so it's all very important and it starts with us, with the, with, first of all in the family, and then it's to into society and other different institutes of in the society as well, so thank you so much for your answers, that is very brilliant, thank you.
0: And ethics, it's like, it's even strange when people study business ethics. It is something that should be like, in general, integral to business. It is not something that uh, should be studied as a subject at university in some like business master's program. And uh, if you do not talk about the creative way, if you do not talk about collaboration, like who will? Because uh, the business discourse today is so much about competition. And as you greatly said that people often uh, even like, hide information, because if you compete, you will not be transparent, you will not share information. And how can we build a greater society if we are hiding information from each other? Like we've developed some invention and we are sharing it like only for money, only for some um, consumer purpose. And um, basically we are like hiding everything from each other. But it is a format that was like imposed on people and imposed on business. and. Like we all understand that collaboration is so much healthier. And it and, and is also because in this consumer formative society, people often strive to work for some status and significance, like personally or in business. Uh, but we see that we are not living happily in such conditions. And how can we build friendly business relations between people, between businesses, like something based on equality and humanity?
1: Uh, that's a great question, Ola, and thanks for bringing out, uh, you know, such a question because it's it's time that we start spending uh, thought on how can we really take some concrete actions on uh, creating this space for equality and not just, you know, limited to words or certain speeches. And that really has to come out in the open through very simple action points. So uh, I, I remember I'm just sharing this little anecdote uh, comes to my mind right now when I was... Uh, you know, with the bank, uh, we had an expat, who uh, a senior person, who had visited, uh, uh, you know, for a short while, and that's when I had just got married. And uh, in our tradition, you wear these red and white bangles, and you've got like wear like these many, about 50 odd, and uh, that's our, our sign of you know celebrating uh, marriage. And we continue wearing that. Some people choose to wear it for a year, uh, but we believe that you should definitely wear it for like about one and a half months. So I would wear that to office every day as a newly married person and everyone in India understands and appreciates that. But um, our lady wasn't aware of it, right? So uh, before she could bring herself up on how the culture is and how things work over here, I felt uh, quite judged when I was called into a room uh, for a quick lesson on professional dressing. Um, and I took that uh, quietly because you know I wanted to respect her seniority. But before I left the room, I told her that uh, this is a cultural ask and, um, uh, you know, be, be facing a dilemma between what my culture asked me to do and what you were defining professionalism to be might not be a, a, a good spot to be in. And it's also, you know, does is not kind of fair. And that's when she realized and she felt, of course, embarrassed. And as politely as I could put it, she understood that she's not understood the culture and judged this to be lack of professionalism in the office. So the point that I'm trying to bring is, the the beauty that the diversity has also comes out with a certain set of responsibility from our from our end to understand and appreciate that beauty because it doesn't always spell itself we've got to take the onus and the responsibility to go out there and understand people from where they come and irrespective of the you know the variety of culture that exists in this world even if you were to look at the person next to you same culture perhaps the same last name also comes from a different world because that person has had a different upbringing different set of parents different values embedded and their rights and wrongs are not yours and so when they say what they say you can't judge them for what you hear because what you're listening to is a function of everything the person has gone through over all these years before you met this version of the person you're talking to are you with me right so am I to judge Ola for what she is today I don't know where she comes from and why she is who she is but there is a story and what I can do is I can just surrender to the fact that I don't know everything mm-hmm. and that helps me to not judge and when we stop judging like how our lady could have done in that situation is when you're open to understanding different cultures is when you're open to inviting people to, into your space And that's when equality really happens. That's when diversity brings its magic. What what you know from what you've learned in Ukraine, Ola, I don't, because in India, probably I haven't had those experiences. But when you and I put something together, uh, it's gonna be far more enriching than what I can do alone. And that is why we probably chose this to be an international platform at Creative Society. Uh, It was very easy for the founder sitting in one part of the world to say, hey, what is it that we don't know? Why do we need to talk to people in India? Why do we need to talk to people in Ukraine and Pakistan and wherever else? I mean, we we have all learners here. But we decide to do that because when we collaborate, when we allow people to come up with their stories, is when we realize how easy it is for us to connect with each other as humans. Because ultimately, what's common between us all is the emotions that drive us and make us human. And that's not limited to the boundaries, the geographic boundaries that, uh, you know, we are limited within in our own mind, and it's really just in our own mind. It's not really a reality.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so many like most of the boundaries are really in our heads. Like, not of course we have some borders uh, on land, and maybe we have some limitations. But technologies uh, help us so much to learn about other culture, and uh, you may sometimes meet a person from. Uh, Far India, Pakistan, Britain, America, and uh, you can see that you have so much in common. And uh, it is so beautiful. And one of the greatest principles that you already, like, we've been talking about it so much, that human is in the center. And when we understand, and this is the first first foundation, but it, it is really the first foundation. It is the basic foundation, because when you really understand this point that human is first, not business, not the bottom line, uh, not like gaining some business goals like today and not tomorrow, but the human well-being and understanding
2: and and not judging. Like you said, so much beautiful things. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yuki, for this um, example you shared with us. Why we shouldn't judge anybody? Because we all grow up with different experience in life, and it all depends on the environment we brought up from. And uh, this is why it's so important. Understand that we're humans at first, so thank you so much. And right now, we would like to show a short video, it's actually a cartoon from the conference that was on 20th of December 2020, and it's called United We Can. So, and then we will be asked to comment it. So, first of all, can you please see this video now?
3: Aliens came to Earth, at first, they flew around it, so everything, and then decided to talk to the people on Earth. They asked, why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants. But why do you have so many hungry and homeless people? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them. But why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money, and we're trying to take it away from others." The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money, and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves? said the aliens. Yes. After this answer, earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. Yes, and uh,
2: that cartoon is illustrating us through this, let's say, hilarious situation, really, <laughs> because of this, uh, we do have all resources we need in our life, and it's actually said reality, we live in a life like, around the world, when these people have nothing to eat, or nothing to drink, or something like that, And uh, but we can, we have all this power to sort over it, all together, just to understand how we're using these resources, Well, actually we put this huge of money into and just to change it and use it smarter and work smarter not harder actually and we can fix everything if we all unite at the one same goal as a whole humanity as one human family and i'd like to ask you you that uh, is it necessary to change the format of our society from the consumers orientated to the creator one why do you, what do you think and why do you think Uh, I loved
1: the video. This was such a profound message delivered in such a light fashion and I think this video should go viral and people really need to understand that money is just energy and we've kind of got carried away with it and associated so much more to it than it deserves, like our own self-worth right? Uh, the happiness quotient. I mean, as if more money will bring in more happiness. And uh, there are enough and more stories we know of uh, the richest people going through depression. So if money was the source of all the happiness, then it just doesn't make sense that they aren't the, they aren't the happiest uh, as much as they are the wealthiest uh, on earth. So um, I think it's a, it's a very important message to drive that most of the problems that we're facing as humans are quite self-created. Um it is not as much a phenomenon of nature or anything else as it is about our own creation, and as much as we've done the damage, I think we also have the ability to reverse it and For that, we need to bring in collective consciousness right together coming uh in onto the same thought or a, a similar platform and talking to each other from different parts of the world and compelling a few policies to be relooked, compelling a few practices to be discontinued. And together, raising a voice against that uh, followed up with a certain roadmap and action because I'm a strong believer of uh, being a doer because there are a lot of planners out there, right? There are a lot of people who can uh, happily in the from the comfort of their house preach a lot of stuff that we must do. But they themselves are facing first world problems, right? And then there are others who are really living through Uh, what we may even want to call as hell, because we don't even know what that feels like. It's just so easy to sit on the other side and say, hey, do this and don't do that. But do you even know what it feels like to be where they are? And for that, we've really got to raise the collective consciousness, means giving everyone a say into matters such as this and not limited to those who have a voice already, but really extending the voice to those who don't. They don't have a platform platform to tell you that your ridiculous policies don't work Mm -hmm. you know what you're preaching and what you've penned down is just not making sense we are struggling to get the basics and you know you don't talk to me about utopian stuff and uh, you know something that's not even arm's length uh, for my reality so and that's a big number it's not a number that we can ignore and it's not a number restricted to any one part of the world anymore it's quite spread out And that then stems into so many other things, which becomes like a a, a society nuisance, right? It's when uh, people head towards crime, is when people start finding joy in creating problems for others and sadistic pleasures. And, you know, if I'm not happy, what will bring happiness to me is to take your happiness away. This thought process was not embedded into our society. It came in as a function of a lot of things which weren't aligned to the intention that people had when they were designing it. And that's why it's important to keep revisiting what we decide to do. We have to revisit the constitution for a country. We need to revisit the policies. We need to revisit the laws. They're not the same because the scenario is different. Today's situation is not the same. So if, if you were to look back at the word uh, you know, written, uh, we can't take that as engraved on stone anymore. We will have to crush that stone into pieces and be ready to write fresh, uh, which makes more sense today. Which is more relevant for our people today and that in itself is such a huge step forward in bringing people together raising that collective consciousness bringing people into what is collectively right for us all which creates that, that environment of safety without asking for it which gives you freedom as a fundamental right and not something that you have to uh, burn candles for or or march around or stay hungry for days to just ensure that you're allowed to just be you know, for you to experience what freedom feels like before you take your last breath. I don't think any one of us deserves uh, that kind of an experience. And for us to eradicate something as as severe as that uh, will take a lot more doing than just planning and and talking about.
4: Of
2: course, yes, and you're right, lots of problems in our world right now, it's all made, most of them. And uh, we can, together, decide it and do something about that. We have to act today and start today rebuilding and reshaping our society and basically make realize everybody, nothing is, uh, separates us, nothing at all. We're all human beings and we all want to live in a beautiful world, safe and happy world. We all deserve to live in one like this. And we need to think about our children and generations. What, we go- what world are we going to live them? The world with suffrage and pain or the world of uh, beauty and opportunities possibilities love compassion and you know cooperation and just beautiful world these futures they deserve to live as well and uh, the future that we will be proud to live them on. and this is why it's so important today and we are very thank you for all your answers and um, it's amazing thank you so much
0: Thank you. And uh, like, as Allah said, uh, and, and like what we've been talking about so much today is like all of us are human and we want to live in such a peaceful society. And I look to you like raised um, this point about changing the collective consciousness. And it is absolutely like a practical step. And it is uh, what we're actually like doing, uh, are arranging all these broadcasts on the creative society, talking about is spreading the information because now we to build such a society we want like we need more people to know about it like people should know about this opportunity because it is a real change to to all of us but to build such a world we uh, need have to uh, join our hands like we can can be built like at the level of some one country it should be built uh, the entire world altogether and informational stage now plays a crucial role and What do you think, uh, what can every person like you and me can do so that all people can quicker get to know about the creative society, about this opportunity?
1: I think uh, there is a lot that we can do. And uh, we should get started with it like as of yesterday. Uh, Because when you look at any news channel or anything that goes viral, more often than not is something negative, something devastating, like something that leaves you ashamed of being a human. So uh, just a few days back when I was scrolling through news, guilty of not having caught up with news because if you know, my calendar would be really busy, I thought I should just quickly scroll through to see what's happened in the world in the last uh, couple of days. And I thought it would be a great thing for me to do this with my kids. So I'm blessed with twins who will soon turn 10. And all three of us were just you know scrolling through uh, news. And after about a minute, I I just had no choice but to shut it and keep it aside because uh, all that we were reading was so embarrassing, negative, uh, where humans just totally lost their human element. We're talking about rape, we're talking about murder, we're talking about disgrace. Uh, There wasn't anything which was talking about progress. Mm -hmm. And if that's what we cover and that's what we talk about, then that's what we think about. But there's so much good stuff people are doing as well. And all that good stuff requires a lot more marketing budget for it to go viral, you know, because uh, there is no spice in that, right? I mean, it's just not fun to say, here is a hero who did something good. Uh, It's so much more fun to say, here is somebody who just killed five people randomly. And then you want to know everything about this person. Why did this person do that? Who are those five who got killed? and Now what's happening to their families? Mm -hmm. Can you show me some video where the families are crying and how are they going to survive? And that story uh, fancies us more than somebody who probably saved five lives. And I think we really have to talk about those heroes. We have to talk about what Ala is doing in the space. What is Ola's story and her contribution? And what has she done right? And, and maybe whatever two cents I can uh, you know bring to the platform and whatever that I might want to share as an action plan for my end that I'm doing. But when these stories start going out is when people feel that this is now, uh, a, you know, a new way of being. This is our new normal. This is what everyone is already. And it's time that I catch up with it. It's time that I bring some action to my words. So that I can feel more authentic about who I am. I connect with myself better when I not just put my hand up to say, hey, I have a view, but I also tell you that I live by it. Mm-hmm. So if I share that story and you share yours, let's make this go viral. Let's talk to people about all the amazing work we're doing for humanity and anybody else is doing. Let it be small. It just nothing is small. It's just too many small pieces put together. That makes a big picture anyway. Right. No matter how big the jigsaw is. It's it's a function of many, many small pieces. So at each and every piece is so important because without that piece, the jigsaw is incomplete. Isn't it? Even if it's that small little sky, you know that small piece which fills up the sky in, in that big picture, that puzzle is incomplete without that one piece. And if that one piece is me, I want to celebrate the fact that I am a part of this big picture and this picture is not negative. This picture is not morose. It's a promising picture, promising future. And I have been able to make my small little contribution here. And I want, if this goes viral, I'm inspired to stay here for much longer, isn't it? Like I said a while back, appreciation is what is the biggest motivator for us as humans. So how about appreciating people's effort and going all out, going ballistic with it, like, like really leaving no stone unturned to talk about people who do this amazing work in this direction. So I think that's something that we should definitely start doing through your platform and maybe collaborate with many others who are probably working in this direction and uh, you know start with this collective consciousness that we all so strongly believe in. And start talking about our stories to begin
2: with.
0: Yeah, thank you start sharing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you start sharing positivity from yourself. And as you said previously, it is like compulsive positivity, and that's what should, that's what uh, we should start at schools and and hear about it everywhere.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. You're right. Every single person is valuable and every single story is valuable as well. And as we speak today, already about the things like everything depends on us and everything actually in our hands. So we can clean our TV, our cartoons and our everything what we have on TV. So our children will be the, not from violent cartoons, this is on how to be fool each other, actually how to be friends with each other. We can clean our oceans and we can clean our environment around us and we can absolutely make beautiful beautiful positive changes in our families and Collective teams and everywhere at our workspace as well. that appreciate little things. Is not just nature giving us the like rain, heaven or something, yeah, but also what other people doing around us. The simple stuff. Somebody look after us, okay, or just give a smile. let's appreciate as well. They choose our words is uh, more wisely because the words power of the world is very future. So you can make somebody uplift this with your work and you can put somebody down. <laughs> That's why we need to clean these media streams and thinking will we today bring to society? Because sometimes in the morning when you watch this news, you wake up beautiful and flow, flow beautiful mood have once you watch five minutes, you're all like sad and hopeless and this not good. So let's do something together, something we deserve, something we will be just motivate each other. And say I believe in you, you can do it, and just help each other. And that's it. Thank you so much, Yukti, for that uh, answers. And as you know, we have an addition on our channel. We are tasting this fairy of six handshakes. So we would like to ask you whom you would like to invite for our next live broadcast and why are you choosing this person. Okay.
1: Thank you for giving me the opportunity to connect more people to this amazing platform. And uh, if you say six, I have like 16 in my mind already, uh, who would definitely be able to contribute to this, uh, this platform. So <laughs> I'll be more than happy to share all the details with you. And I think they will find it nothing less than an honor uh, to be a part of a discussion such as this. So allow me to come back to you with the details of these people. And it, it will be uh, an absolute honor for me to connect you with them. So I think we should absolutely do that. immediately. Should- Thank you
2: yeah. so much. We are looking forward for them. And you are looking forward to having. You as a co-host as well to our programs. So because you been such amazing influence and love for the conversation, and you like this positive uh, vibe, will be go around everything. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for uh, the
0: enriching conversation, and we'll be absolutely happy to see you again with us and uh, more than once. And uh, every interview, we show to our viewers uh, how to go to the website and press the join button. Now you'll see uh, like how it can be done as uh, this red button join, uh, but we rarely mention why it is so important uh, because uh, when you leave uh, some of your information context, uh, in in this form, uh, this will let us see how many people in each country already support the creative society. And if it starts to be more than half of people in one country, it will be possible to move on to the next stage of building the creative society and creating an electoral platform and it will be a real mechanism to give in power to all people and this is a solution how we can achieve the creative society in practice so thank you so much with, for being with us today dear Yuktya. and thank you allah and thanks to our viewers
1: maybe like, thank you for having me
0: yeah, and finally maybe you have something to wish to our viewers
1: uh, well, I just want to first thank the viewers for choosing to view this video, and I want to take their help to make this go viral. I think uh, we should get started with all that we want to do, because as Mahatma Gandhi said, when you want to see the change in the world, uh, you need to bring that change in yourself first, be the change that you want to see. Um, and so if you're so passionate about us uh, taking pride in being humans, let us, each one of us, be that proud human first. So I encourage you all to do that. And I'm sure you're amazing and beautiful people out there. I just want your help. Uh, so we reach out to more and more and more such beautiful people with this amazing message in the platform you guys have created. I want to thank the entire uh, foundation, the entire platform, Creative Society, for committing to something so meaningful. I think the world needs needs more and more such platforms. So thank you for doing this.
2: Thank you so much, and thank you for today's conversation and for your efforts for building the great society, I wish you all the best with your work as well and all the light on your path, and let's stay, cooperate and collaborate together and let's keep in touch, thank you so much for your beautiful message as well, and uh, you know, keep in touch, thank you, and we'd like to say bye for everyone now, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, bye.
4: Unprecedented event of present history. Initiative that comes from people around the world. Main project of humanity. People stopped being silent about urgent issues of our society. How it all started. May 2019. International online conference. Society. The last chance. 140 countries of the world hundreds of thousands of people online, hundreds of broadcast platforms translating into seven languages simultaneously. If we all want to live in peace, why do we have a world of violence and destruction? It is up to us to build a different world. How can we do it? December 2020, Creative Society, United We Can. 180 countries of the world, millions of people online, thousands of streaming platforms, 35 languages simultaneously translated. People have voiced today's reality and what they truly desire. And it is the creative society. All cultures have an image of the ideal world people want to live in. A world that prophets talked about. The time has come when we can make it real. How will we use this chance? Let's meet March 20, 2021, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. International online event of global scale. Creative Society. What the prophets dreamed of. This is the day the world will unite to find out the truth. Join the entire humanity and spread the message.